Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. This your boy, JBJR. I'm riding solo today, so my boy Matt out today. Uh, so I got the whole studio to myself. <laughs> uh, today, 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 we got my partner, my brother, one of the few, few champions who got a fresh produce consistently. <laughs> my man, my man, true on the track. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, everything's love, brother. How you feeling? Man, I'm doing good, man. Doing What's good. Up? Just What's on up, chill, man? dog. Yeah. Just on chill, on chill. Yeah. There we go. There we go. The duck on the fall. There we go. We got the mic straight. Hey, mic drop. Mic drop. Already. Already. <laughs> you hear me? Oh, oh man. How man. you doing today, brother, man? man? I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm loved, man. So That's yeah. what's up, brother. Yeah. I know you were just telling me, man, you just got done celebrating your 20-year class reunion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 20 yeah. years, man. Yeah. My brother, like I, like I told you, we never guess, man. Hey. We never guess. Everybody say that. Nobody thinks I'm the age that I am, man. Everybody don't suit. I get late 20s all the time. But I'm, I'm an OG out here, man. There you, hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what's up. I like that. Keep that up. When I'm when I'm 80, I want to look 40. Right. There you, you go. There you go. That's why I saw myself. I ain't shaving my beard till I hit 40. Because <laughs> yeah, I already know I shave this shit off. I look like I'm 17, 18. So I'm like, nah, let me just go ahead and keep it. <laughs> let me go. Keep yeah, it. bro. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But yeah, man. Welcome to the show, bro, man. Really do appreciate it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, man. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. You know, so, you know, the whole theme of the show, as you've heard on other shows, mm-hmm. um, keep it natural, man. We're just going just gonna to ask you about your history and everything mm-hmm. else. So, and really just going to let you have the floor. Just go ahead and speak on that, whatever you want to do, speak on, and then okay. we just converse from there. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. There we go. Let's make so, it happen. So, let's make it happen, man. So, go ahead and tell me a little bit about your history, bro, man. Like, how'd you get into the whole um, music production game? Uh, well, all right. I'm going to try to take this story and shorten it up. Right. But uh, I started. It started in church. All right. Um, when I was a kid, man. When I was a, a a baby, I was always hitting on things, man. My parents said that I t- would take pencils, pots, pans, spoons, and whatever I could get my hands on. But I would be able to keep a beat. Mm-hmm. So my father was like, "Okay, hold on. Let's get him a drum set." And they gave me a drum set, and every drum set I'll tear up until he was like, "Man, I'm gonna get him a real drum set." So at three. I was playing drums in the church, uh, you know what I'm saying, and music just been a part of my life ever since then. So that's what's up. Um, my my brothers they play the piano and, and organ. Um, mm. My sister she sings in the choir. So I just grew up in that in that era where it was just all about church, and I loved that experience. That's and then up. so as I got older, you know, of course I was loving music. My father with the James Cleveland albums, and he used to sing nice. all the uh, James Cleveland songs. He's a pastor. That's what's and, up. Um, that's what's up. Yeah, and then my uh, my brother, he had all the Stevie Wonders and the Gap Bands and the Earth, Wind, and Fires and nice. all of that. So, you know, I grew up on that, the Michael Jacksons and the Princes, all all those albums. Like I'm talking about albums, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. With the uh, crackles and the pops and the, you know what I'm saying, when you hear the music. But uh, so from that, I just, uh, I you know, I got off into rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, started writing and and, and um, you know what I'm saying with when Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince came out or whatever, and then Tupac came out, made me really want to get you know with the pen game. So right, I used okay. to um, I used to ghostwrite for people, nice. you know what I'm saying at school or whatever, you know what I'm saying. And 
I've started figuring out, okay, hold on, I'm kind of nice with this. Okay. So that's what I was doing at first was like just writing, maybe freestyling or whatever, mm-hmm. um, calling myself, trying to be a rapper or whatever. Had a group called, we were called the Four Horsemen in, in high school. Uh, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? And it was dope because like that's when I, when my pen game like really started getting good, I started goes writing for some of the members in, in that group. Okay. So everything changed when the chronic came out. Mm. So when the chronic came out, I was like, you know, I always love music, I love beats. I loved, you know, seeing the DJs drop beats and and, and mix and scratch and stuff like that. But when mm-hmm. I heard that, that was when I was like, I wanna make that. I just wanna make the music instead of just playing a instrument and being in the band, because I've been in jazz band, gospel bands. Uh, all kind of different bands. I was in marching band, mm. and I, Calvin, my partner, had to persuade me to get into that because I was like, I ain't getting no marching band. You got me messed up. <laughs> and then I, I signed up for it, and then he uh, hit me up the first day I didn't show up. He was like, bruh, do you know how many gals are up here at in this marching band? I was like, when is the next practice? I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so, so I did that, and that was a great. That was the greatest experience, man. I had so much fun doing that. So right. from that, it was like, okay, now I want to make it. I want to make the music, and that is basically what made me start. One, it was just '93 when that came out. Oh, yeah. So I was like, what, 14? Oh, That's man. when I was like, okay, I need to get some equipment to make music. So from that, it was kind of tough for me because you know I grew up in a spiritual household. Mm-hmm. So. Like, when I'm talking about I want to do music, I'm hiding the music that I'm listening to. You know, they really wasn't feeling me listening to, you know, like when NWA came out, I remember we having to sneak in the basement and listen to the album real low because we didn't want our parents hearing it. Man, I I went through a bunch of, you know, little trials and tribulations just to enjoy the music that I love, you know what I'm saying? So, but from that, basically I just tried to uh, get up with some people that were, um, at school or wherever I can find them that had like little equipment to uh, work on music, you know, the, uh, on. And uh, the first program I ever used, I don't even know what it was. All I know is all we could use was a computer program that sampled. And that was like how I started on hmm. making beats. It was this older guy, he had a setup in his crib, just an old computer. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, all right, what you do is you take whatever sounds like. We would sample the drums that we wanted to use, loop mm-hmm. that, sample whatever sounds we wanted to use, loop that, and just we would have to align the samples up to make a whole beat before I even learned about using a workstation mm. or I mean, this is before MPCs or any of that came out. Mm, so it was like, so you had to hold a whole true analog switch well before the true was, analog, oh, man. man. Like it was just completely, it was like slice, put it together, and then if, when you do it, you have to hit it again. Like it, mm. once it's over and you do the slice, it wasn't like it just played automatically. You had to record it mm. how you wanted it. And then you could play it back after you recorded it and then cast a rap on it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it was just like one of them things where it was like, it, it was good because that's how I got my um, work ethic as far as getting in the studio and knocking out songs because you had to be perfect. Like the beats had, you had to go through it and get the beat how you want it. Then when you wanted to record and rap, you had to rap your verse without messing up go right into the hook and then rap the the next verse and just the whole song without messing up then you had a finished product oh, <laughs> you man. know what i'm saying if you messed up you had to start all over 
<laughs> from Ooh. the beginning and record that whole song over. So thank God for technology, man. Thank God for technology, <laughs> man. But yeah, <laughs> so I think the first workstation I worked on was a Roland XP80. Okay. So that was um, I had got that out the guitar center, man. It was I remember this guy. He, I was like, man, I'm coming in here. I'm getting this. I'm gonna get this. I'm saving my money to get it, cause you know I'm doing this all on my own. I ain't had nobody to help me with none of it, mm-hmm. so I'm just saving to get whatever I can get. And um, cause I had, uh, um, you know, what I'm saying people that were, you know, they were working on different things, but they had no like really steady equipment. You know, we going to other people's house working on stuff. That isn't, you know, guaranteed. That isn't consistent. You know what I'm saying? I wanted something on my own. So I used to go in there all the time, make beats. I had like that, you know, you had the floppy disk back then. Right, right, right. So I had the floppy disk. I would take in there, make beats. They would let me straight make beats. Mm. Um, I learned that I had no workbook or no manual, nothing. Just learned off of going in there and spending hours in there just making beats, putting my disk in. Walking away with the beats, they let me leave with the beats that I made, and I come back the next week and do the same thing. Mm. And I tell dude, I promise you, I'm coming to get this. He's like, man, just do your thing. Till finally one day, I came in. I, I, matter of fact, I wanted to see when he worked. I'm like, next time you work, I'm buying this from you. I had waited so long to the point where they ain't have no more in stock. They just gave me the this display that I had been working on the whole time. No what? box, no manual, no nothing. <laughs> they gave me a discounted rate and was like, you could take that one. And so I took that, and that's where and when everything started, as far as me actually producing actual songs for people. That's what's up. So that that's and, and I don't even remember how old I was then, but yeah. So that's pretty much the story of how I got into, you know, producing music. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So question man like i know i still actually have my original beat from when i first ever touched fruity loose dog so yeah. i'm talking about back when i was like 18 okay dog. okay and i'm 30 now so we're talking 12 years ago G. Right. i still have this track okay so do you still have any like your original original track that you ever had that you can't that you have converted and put like somewhere just to say plus for nostalgia reasons yeah i actually do as a matter of fact man um so <laughs> <laughs> i came across so I, you know, I had bought a new car. Uh, well, another car. I love old schools, right? So, mm-hmm. so I bought this lack, and it had a tape tape deck in it. And I was like, oh, lo and behold, a tape deck! Can you believe it? So I'm like, man, let me see what tapes I got. I oh, I went into this box that I have in the basement and found tapes. It said it, it was this one tape. It said Third Eye Productions. That was the very first production. Uh, <laughs> tag that I had gave myself. It was Third Eye Productions. Okay. I looked at that and I was like, whoa, because like all of my other beats are on disc. And I saved them, you know, on floppy disc. I saved them because I want to find out how I can convert them because I got like thousands of beats that or, you know, that I have that I haven't heard in years. Mm -hmm. But before, you know, at that time back in the day, I started uh, recording those beats, like just playing them Mm -hmm. and recording them on tape. And so I have probably like maybe about two, three tapes that I can find that have those beats on them. Mm. So I know I took like the best of the best at that time and put them all. I'm talking about tapes, 90 minute tapes full of just beats Mm. back to back of all these these old beats that I made. Mm. And so I went out of town Mm. one day and I'm like, man, I popped them in and just took a trip down memory lane listening to all the beats that I made back then. Mm. Like looking like damn that was dope and I can hear some of my mistakes and I can hear that I'm glad like I know that was a time period 
beat right there. You was in that time, so I know why you made this beat. <laughs> then there was other beats where, like, I literally, there was a beat from back in the day that I re, uh, made. Oh, my God. It had to be, like, somewhere in the early 2000s, if not the late 90s, that, uh, that, that matter of fact, it was the early 2000s that ended up being a song for bass called It Sounds okay. that I actually featured on. And it's one of those three-fourths beats. You know what I'm mm. saying? She was like the first person I came across, you know, after hearing Dipset, um, that I actually came across that actually liked rapping, besides Outkast, on three-fourth beats mm -hmm. and could kill it. And so she rapped this rap for me, and I went back to one of my old tapes and had her, uh, you know what I'm saying, listen to it, and she rapped her It Sounds verse to it, or her, her whole song to it. So I ended up remaking that beat mm. to make it for It Sounds. And nice. that ended up, and, and we released that, and it ended up getting big praise and everything. But that's a, one of my old beats from one of my first, you know what I'm saying, um, one of the first production uh, that I ever did. So nice. I, I think that's dope. <laughs> that's what's up, man. So, yeah, I still got them. I still got them. I still keep them. Hey, man, you know what? I ain't gonna lie, man. Like I said, even with some of my old stuff, I know I listen to it not only for nostalgia reasons, mm -hmm. but I listen to my stuff just to see how much I grew mm -hmm. since I started when I'm 18 to I'm 30 now. Yeah. This 12-year time period. I've been off and on with my stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I'm listening to it, it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, man, I grew. So do you, you ever had that kind of feeling? Like, man, I grew so much from back in the day to now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as far as being creative with um, the sounds. Mm. Uh, that I put in there like back in the day I can tell well that I can also attest to the equipment that I was using too I always uh, tried to make the most out of what I had because mm -hmm. I never had a whole lot when it came to equipment but I can hear as far as breaking beats down as far as filling that empty space or you know putting sounds where they need to be or putting sounds how they need to be mm -hmm. and as far as mixing just mixing the sounds and having them sound a certain way and, and having them blend together and mesh together well, I think I've grown in that area as well. And technique. As far as my technique and how I produce, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I have those moments all the time. I got some beats where I'm like, yeah, I see what you was trying to do. I, I see I see where you were going with that. But if I was to make it today, I would probably make it a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, so, I feel you. But yeah, yeah. So speaking of which, that's a perfect segue then. So have you ever went over like an old track from years ago? It's like, mm -hmm. let me update it and make it something new for now yeah. so I can go ahead and give it to someone like Bates or someone like that. Yeah, absolutely. That It Sounds was perfect. That, that was one of the ones that was like, yeah, this is timeless but i need to i wanted to recreate it um there was a, a, a there was a couple of beats that i've done like that not many but there were a few beats where they would you could just tell regardless of even if you can tell like okay you made that on uh, whatever you made that on a casio keyboard or whatever that beat is actually timeless because there's a lot of beats in hip-hop Right now, that had been made on the, you know, the what's that, the the 808, yeah, the, the, yeah, the TR808, the TR, yeah. the TR that are classic. Like you can you can bring them out now and that same beat and make a, a dope, you know, uh, track to. Same as the 2000 XL, like it's hella stuff yeah. made on 2000 XLs. It's out here. Dude. Exactly. Right. So like you know, um, there was a couple couple of beats that I had like that that I just like. Yeah, oh, and there's another one. I just got finished talking to my boy Real. He, uh, you know, uh, Saudi Israel from Heart Asylum. Yeah, yeah. We was rapping, and we made this one beat together that I, I went over his house. I'm like, man, listen to these beats. Remember when we made these? 
And we sitting up there drinking and listening to him. We came across this one beat. I'll never forget when we made it. Because like we had like the whole neighborhood used to come over to our crib to mm. uh, rap and listen to the beats we made and stuff like that. And this mm -hmm. particular one, I said, because um, I'm working on a new album right now, that beat is going to get remade and get put on that album. It's that sick. So nice. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. what's up, brother. So, yeah. That's what's up, man. So tell me, what do you use for music production as of right now? As of right now, man, I'm working. I love and I stand and live by and support Native Instruments. I am. I mean, I, I work with the machine heavily, and I, and I love everything about it. I love everything about it. So, you know what, man? You probably the first true machine user outside of Magic. Just kind of touching on it. Go okay. ahead, go ahead, explain all of what you be doing with machine and how you how your workflow is with machine. Okay. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Um, <clears throat> I was in the verge. Of, I was in the process of updating my studio from what I had before. Like I said, I was uh, I had the Roland XP80. And then um, I started working on the Phantom and other rolling products uh, with uh, a lot of friends of mine. Uh, things that we just all pulled our resources together and just made a dope setup. And I was like, okay, I want one that has, I want to set up at the crib of everything. That's just mine. You know right. what I'm saying? That I don't have to depend on whoever. So I was going to get to us in again. Mm -hmm. And I was looking to get a work, get the, uh, the rolling uh, Phantom. Okay. So I was going to get the Phantom, I was going to get a Mac, I was going to get, you know, a couple other things, Pro Tools or whatever. I went in there, and this is like right around the time when, um, right after uh, Jay-Z's Death of Auto-Tune came out. Okay, okay. Okay, I mean, it's very fitting because No ID just produced his whole latest album, so. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I don't know what other people are tripping oh, off of, but I love it. Right. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> That's a whole nother yes. conversation. But. It's so fitting because when I went in there, it's a guy in there. I don't know his name, and, I, and I'm so sorry, blame the, the head and not the heart. But he was like, bro, I see what you're doing, but you don't even need all of that. He, I, he said, I'm going to tell you something, and it's, it's going to save you so much money. Instead of getting that $2,000 machine and then going to get this $1,000 computer, whatever, this is what you need. It's called a machine. All right, show, show me what you're talking about. He ain't even worked there. So I went over there, looked at it. He told me everything it does. So he was like, look, don't even take my word for it. Go look it up, and then you come back, and don't, don't make no decision today, because I was ready to spend money that day. He's like, don't make no decision today. So long story short, I went back and started looking at, you know, everything that it does. Mm -hmm. And everything that it does was everything that I wanted to do that I was doing in so many with so many different programs all in one right here so and i'll go into it so and the reason i brought no idea was that was the selling point because that's what he used to make uh death auto tune nice. and i seen how he spliced the sample up um when i was listening to you know uh 444 i'm listening to how he spliced samples up right similar to how i do just differently you know what i'm saying how you right, take right, a sample right. and just make it your own try to make it different and it's like that's a part of what I want to do because at that time I wasn't big on sampling mm -hmm. and I wanted to get into it and I just wanted something that would allow me to do that and also allow me to be creative right so long story short when I got the machine or I was looking at everything that it could do what I how I basically use it is um I tell you what, whatever it is that people use, like, what do you use? I use mainly FL. I test FL. like I don't use maybe MPD 18 if I feel funky with it. You know, sometimes I use the Axiom keyboards, try to get okay. down a little bit. I tell you what, 
whatever anybody use, I tell them. You whatever type of user you are, whether you use NPC, mm-hmm. whether you like to just use the computer and use FL, whatever you do, machine will cater to your style of producing because it has the you know what I'm saying the beat machine right there for you if you just want to use that or you can hook up a controller to it because I hook up a controller when I want to play the keys or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you like doing all of your music on the keyboard, you can do it that way or. If you are the type of person that like to click and drag and put put your beats into place or whatever, you can do that because it's a hardware and software all in one package. So I just take it, you know what I'm saying, wherever I'm at, I can, you know, I can sample in there. Um, it's so easy to just pull a sample uh, onto it, slice it up, do whatever you need to do with it, stretch it, uh, truncate it, whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 place it and even pitch it to whatever you need. Because sometimes, you know, samples, depending on where it came from, how you got it, right. can be off from your melodies that are in the, you know, in the machine, the sounds that are in the machine. Okay. And you can uh, put the pitch exactly where you need it to be. Hmm. I mean, I just, I, I just love everything about it. It's so easy to use so many ways you can use it because I'm the type of person where sometimes you know I want to see it visually I can't necessarily use just the you know the beat machine I want right. to see my work visually on the screen it's all right, and right. then uh, sometimes I can't take this beat machine with me everywhere I go maybe I can just throw my take my laptop I can just work on everything off of my software you know what I'm saying and right, right, right. still make the same beat or and they got I, I'm not an iPhone user but with iPhone and they need to bring that back to to, to the Google you know get you good native instruments that's the only beef I have with you get us a Google <laughs> app because you got one for the iPhone they got a machine app where you can just take your stuff that you already do and have it on your phone and make your beat send it to whatever wherever you need to send it and finish making it nice so I man I live and die by native instruments man that's what's up man because <laughs> I always wanted to play I mean my, mind you Matt got a machine literally right, right there there. Yes, right sir. there but you know I always <laughs> wanted to play around with a machine so I always wanted to get like the feel like how someone that's like a power using machine like how like how does it feel like? Cause now, now that you pretty much explain what you explained to me, I may need to go ahead and just get down with the machine just Man. cause now. Cause I've been an FL head since I started and I'm still FL head yeah. to this day. But at the same time, I know you can still use the machine, the hardware version on FL, and the workflow yes, still the can. same. Yes, you can. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my boy, uh, um, my boy, uh, uh, Exquisite, he just got finished um, putting FL, the latest FL, on my computer. Now this is me. I want to learn how to use FL. Mm-hmm. I know Bates is fluent in FL. You are fluent in FL. You know, and and I, you know, I want to learn more about FL. I think the first beat, uh, I did make a beat in FL a long time ago, and it was dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I just didn't have the time and patience at that moment. I was just so into rolling, and we was making music that I didn't have time to sit down with it. Fast forward now, I still. I have it on my computer. I've got it to where I can put all of my sounds and everything into FL and do like whatever FL does, I can do in machine and take it to FL and do my mixing or whatever that I want to do in FL Studio. Mm. So, I mean, that's so interchangeable like that where hmm. I know that I can make it work. I just haven't sat down to do it. And gotcha. I want to have some time. Like, I have been working on so many projects. Right. This is, like, the first time I've been able to sit back and kind of, like, all right, now I can chill and learn or chill and, and, and create how I want to create or, or just explore different sounds and different things. This is the time right now 
that I can explore FL and see everything that you can do. Cause I'm hearing the sounds and I and I, you know, I see what the different things that bass can do. And I'm just like, man, I would love to get in there and do it. You know what I'm saying? So I would suggest anybody, if you work with machine, to learn FL, if you work with FL to learn machine and make them put them both together and make some masterpieces, because that's I, I think they are very interchangeable in in a lot of things that they do, and and it can't do anything but enhance your creativity. That's what's up, man. Because because yeah, I've been FL heads like I said, literally since I started, and still to this day, man. And I know uh, I just more so kind of start getting more back into analog stuff. Okay, I've been because because majority of my stuff, I ain't gonna lie, ninety five percent of stuff that I've ever made that you've heard yeah. that anyone's heard been point and click straight up no lie <laughs> uh, <laughs> no lie man so I promise to God that like, people like you lying I said I swear to God that is amazing but I'm not surprised because look I've I got uh, piano solos that mm. I literally play like cause I'm not no piano I, my brothers they play the piano and do all of that 64 key Man, I I don't even have a 64 key thing now. I don't even know how many keys it is. It's probably no bigger than this corner of the table. Oh, so you right got like here. a 25 key. Yeah, I got like a 25 key. Okay. Uh, in, uh, in, uh, a Kai at the crib. Okay. Um, right now, I want a bigger one, but but uh, that's neither here nor there. I you I I made piano solos that sound like I'm behind a big baby grand piano, and oh, I've I've straight up did it in pieces. Like I did this little piece and go back, do another little piece, do another little piece, come back and do the melodies for it and, 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 uh, and, and you know, just harmonize it and, and, and put it all together. And it sounds like I straight was going to town on this piano. Mm. And I sit back like, yeah, yeah, that, that, I don't know. I don't know how to play. You know, I, I, I took lessons as a child for <laughs> I had the patience maybe for two weeks. I learned how I learned the notes, I learned the scale, and then it was like, no, I don't want to learn this. I just want to play. So everything I do is by ear. You know what I'm saying? Right, I just, right. I'm, so, I don't know. I, I, I get impatient, and I just want to do, do, do instead of, you know, taking sitting down. Sitting down you right. know what I'm saying? I just want to do it. So I guess that's why I'm like trial and error. So. Man, I understand the point and click. I've done a lot of point and click. Right, right, You know right. what I'm saying? I've done a lot of just experimenting and let's just see what this sounds like. I'm a I'm I'm a by sound type of guy. Same here, man. I totally I totally get that, man. And yeah. I know like the whole play by ear kind of thing, mm -hmm. that's similar to what I do too. It's just like I just whatever I hear it and like I say, like, oh it's like, okay, how does that sound? And then I just replace of like it's crazy that you say that because I'm mm. thinking like, okay, I know I'm not the only person that do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, I'm glad someone that, you know can understand Absolutely. where I come from. Absolutely, Absolutely, man. that's yeah, what's the, up. The producer bonding right here, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell me, man, as far uh, so tell me, man, sis, you know I've known you and met you mainly through the B battles yeah, in yeah. St. Louis, the Fresh Produce. So shout out, shout out to Who, shout yeah. out to Ben Stein, shout yes, out sir. to Master Wiki. Yes, sir. Like, so uh, tell me, man, how'd you get your start in that, man, and, your, and just your growth in that? So go ahead and tell your history on that. I mean, I more or less know, but yeah, I want everyone yeah, else to yeah. know. Yeah, I just want to say, and I ain't going to take it there, but I want to say you are the reason why I'm in the beat, <laughs> in the beat battle business. You can give yourself all the credit for that. You can pat yourself on the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go tell your story. Salute go, yourself. Go ahead and tell your story, man. Go ahead and tell the story. I already know it. Go ahead and tell it. All right. So, I, 
Um, and, and actually, uh, so Bates is the one that brought it to me. Um, shout out to Bates. Shout out to Bates, That's my homegirl Bates. And she came to me and she, <laughs> in a very vivid and livid conversation, she came to me and was like, hey, you need to get in the beat battle. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> but uh, it was, I, I, I forgot what year it was. That Maybe you in there. 2012, if it was the outside. 2012? Okay, yeah. Maybe. I think so. I, if it was one I'm thinking about, it may have been 2012, the one. I think that may have been the year I met Bates. Okay. I think that was the year I yeah. met her. And so, yeah, and that's the year I met her as well. Okay. So, uh, 2012, oh, that was a great year. So, basically, I wasn't even thinking about beat battling. Um, 2012. Uh, well, uh, fast forward. Uh, well, go back just a little bit. 2011, I had gotten to this horrific car accident, mm. and I t- had to spend a year recovering from it. You know what I'm saying? I almost died, man. Did a whole mm. lot of damage, but I'm still here. There you go. Um, I had bought my equipment already and had started on my album in 2011, mm. and made my first song called Fresh with Bigger Brown. Uh, you know, to shout out to Bigger and Zeus and, and the whole Born Ready Rebel family. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, sir. But um, yes, yeah, sir. you hear me? So anyway, um, met Bass uh, through uh, an artist by the name of Notes. Shout out to Notes. Um, uh, I was working on my mixtape, The Pulse of the City Mixtape Volume 1, The Front. My main thing was I want people to know that I'm a producer out here. Mm-hmm. So... I'm, I got with so many different St. Louis artists, made this mixtape, put it out, got with Bates. She did Man's World. That was the very first song me and her did together. She did on my beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, this was, I think, I think this was her first time going to Slum Fest herself, mm-hmm. like being head, like well, being one of the artists in in Slum Fest. So she went, and I came to support, but I left before the beat battle part. So. All right. She was telling me about it, and she was like, "Bruh, you need to get in the beat battles." I'm gonna tell you, um, uh, you could, you could. <laughs> she was like, "Man, you get in there and clean up." And she was like, "Man, I'm gonna tell you, it was this cat, and he he cold, he cold. This cat by the name of JBJR, he the one wanted, you know." And uh, but he's like, she was like, "You need to get in there, man, because uh, <laughs> you know I went up to him, I went up to." Him. <laughs> to see oh, what's man. up with uh you know with one of these beats because I thought they were cold and he turned and this is what she told me you said I know it's some misunderstanding but she said that you was like hey it's all good but uh you can't afford my beats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? For all I know, man, I probably, for all I know, man, I probably had a low key a Kanye moment I should have had, dog. <laughs> I ain't gonna freak. <laughs> but that's my girl, man. Hey. So it's, we've been since school since then, man. Oh, it's been all, but all love. It's been all love since then. But I'm telling you, Big Brother mode kicked in. I said, he said, what? All right, bet, bet. Ain't no problem. I'm in it next year. I'm doing something. I bet you I'm in it. I'm in it. All right. So, but at the time, you know, all jokes aside, at the time, I was like, you know, she was the one that was really trying to get me to, to get in the beat battles. I didn't mm-hmm. think my, I, I wasn't looking at it like that, cause I looked at beat battles and I heard how they go. And at that particular time, I was just in composing. I wanted to make some, I wanted to make songs, mm-hmm. and I didn't really think that the beats that I had, the catalog that I had at that time, were beat battle ready. Not that I didn't want to go into it, but I just didn't think they were like battle ready to go into, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do that. But she was like, nah, trust me, the beats that you have, they you, you can compete with them. Mm-hmm. So the first time I did it, 
Oh man, it it was with Slumfest. No, the first beat battle that I got into was the Beat Bangers Boogie. And that was the very first one that I did. And I made it all the way to the semifinal round. And um and I lost to this guy. Um, man, who did I lose to? I think it was uh, Chike Beats or, or, or Chike. You probably probably Chike, man. Shout out to Chike, man. Man, so so I lost. Uh, but they but the the guy. Uh, shout out to John Harrington. He pulled me to the side. He was one of the guys that uh, was judging, and he told me, "Hey, bro, both of your beats were sick, but if you had played that second beat first, you'd have had it hands down." So he was letting me know more about how to capture the crowd. Right. So I was learning like just different things. It was trial and error. Just go in there, put it on, see what, how the crowd reacts, and see what people are looking for. And right, then right. that showed me what judges were looking for. Mm -hmm. So like it's so many things to to you know battling that I started realizing like okay this this is kind of like a chess game. It isn't just all right throwing a tight beat. Right. It's really a chess game. Yes, you it really is. got it, it, it's it's really you you gotta um, be strategic in in how you uh, participate in the right. beat battle. So right. I'm like I'm coming back. So beat battle two, uh, I'm beat baggers boogie two. I came back won that. Um, beat baggers uh, beat baggers boogie three. I came back and won that back to back. Then I was then um, sketch and 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 Matt. And so many different people were telling me, check out Fresh Produce. You know what I'm saying? Come out there and, um, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother different crowd, whole different setup, and the the rounds are different. And it's like, yeah, you really got to get to the point. It, you can't really finesse too much. You know what I'm saying? Now, you really get to the point. It's one beat. It's one beat. You come with it, and, and we just see who, you know, what happens. So I came out and started looking at the vibe, and I just love the crowd, and I love, like, this. It was really sharpening you know my soul having me get my skills together when i went into that atmosphere because right. it was such a broad different um like variety of talent exactly. and a different setup mm -hmm. that made me like yeah i, I really want to do this it made it fun and and not like a job so that's what's up so that yeah that's how I, basically how that, that that you know shout out to jbjr he the one that <laughs> lit that fire in me to you know, I never did. You retired before I could get to you. Uh, but if you ever want to come out, nah, I don't know. I ain't going to do, do that to myself. I'm still I'm a little bit rusty, man. I ain't competed in so long. I know I can get myself back. But now, nah, for a shout-out to John Harrington, Rob Boothfence, to all of them, man, that hosted yes, that on Beat Bangers Boogie, man, the big homies, man. Because, you know, like I said, like they told you, man, it is it is a strategy. Game. It's a strategy, It is man. a strategy. And I tell people all the time, like, since I judged now, since I used to compete all the time from, like, 09 to 13. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, even I tell you the same thing, like, you know, we're in the bag and, you know, talking everything out. One of the main things I always say is, one, always go second. Yeah. One, if you can help it, go Bruh, second. Dad, go second. It just I'm gonna it helps you. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I, I, these years on this earth, never has a game of rock, paper, scissors been so important in, t in my life. <laughs> right. Then when I started Fresh Produce, that is, hey, that right there. You, if you can go second, if you can win that, and you go second, you have set yourself up. You didn't put like it's like what, what is a uh, the World Series of Pokers? Right. You know how they have their hands, and when a card come out, the percentage of whether they can win the pot go up or down. Mm -hmm. Like you win that, 
your shit go from like 50% to 70, 80% real quick. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to deliver that next 20%. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. It's up to you to deliver that, the rest of it. Yes, because it I've seen people go second and just not deliver. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. Like, not only that, like the other rule I always tell people um, is... Um, Get me, impress me within 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Because I always say it's like, and then don't have your intro longer than 15. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I would say it's the human attention span. Yep. It's always, it's all about the human attention span. Like, because usually I think what the human attention span, not even, I think it's like consistently like 20 sec, twenty or 30. I forgot what it is. If I just say 30 just to get that enough That sounds long. Right. I thought it saying. was like 15, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think it's like anywhere from 8 to 20, depending on what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So if I just say 30 just to give leeway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, well, I tell people that all the time because, you know, and that's one thing I know I appreciate about you that you, you know, you definitely did tell my advice that now. Gotta, gotta get him within that 30 <laughs> seconds because after that 30 seconds, if yeah. you can't get someone within 30 seconds, you lost. Yeah, yeah. Like flat out. Like, and I don't care what, me. I don't care what, van, it could be a local one, a national one, an international one. Yeah. If you do not impress someone within 30 seconds of a beat, you lost. You I'm lost. telling you yeah. from personal experience. Amen. Like, I'm telling you, like, I've been through trial and error with it. So that's how I had to know for myself. I, and so, I did that. Um, matter of fact, Fresh Produce, the very first one I was in, I almost won the very first one. But I knew my second beat. I hadn't, I, that was the, uh, what beat was that? Uh, I think that was the, uh, the, the Coons beat. I had did that. I, mm -hmm. I brought that out, uh, and it, it's a dope beat. But I, when I started it, I didn't have it in beat mode map, uh, in, in beat mode format. So when I started, it had that long intro in it, and oh. when it finally dropped, like it dropped hard. But you only got so much of it, right. you know what I'm saying? People didn't get the chance to like really get into it, and I knew it. While I'm sitting there listening to it, I'm like, man, it needs to be dropping right now, you know what I'm saying? So right. these beat battles, uh, I used to do everything, man. I used to have six-minute songs. I used to break my beat down so long or used to have them going for so many different measures before it changed. Mm -hmm. Doing the beat battles helped me as far as just even making beats. When transitioning, like just for regular songs, it's like, okay, you got this for four measures, switch it up and see what it do right here. Or so break it down right here. Right. And, or, you know, whatever, whatever, just to keep it moving, giving people something to like feel. Right. And that's like that beat battle. When you're doing that, that's what you basically got to do. Right. Is give people something, change it up, give them, put them on a vibe, change it. Bring that vibe right back on them if you need to, but you know, change it up and give them something that they can just think, be like, oh, that was nice. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So yeah, man, and, and I'm glad you know this. And I know you probably one of the few people, like I said earlier in uh, the very beginning, like you sketch and probably eight effects as of right now. Mm. Y'all probably three people that have won the most consistently. Okay. Like the most, I think, as of right now. Yeah. Big Tank, shout out to Big Tank, Big is catching Tank. up. Oh, it's, yeah. He's, catch, he's catching, homie catching up. up, which I gotta get him on the show one day too. Yeah. So brother, if you're listening, you're gonna be on the show one day too. Absolutely. But uh, I'm telling you, man, like, like the consistency and what I had to learn like with B battles and cause shout out to Trifecta, that's who got me into it. Okay. Yeah. So Trifecta Trifecta got, got me into it who introduced me to who introduced and who and that's how I got in the whole thing. Huh. But the main thing, man, like I said, man, it's it really is like you said, the chess game. It yeah. all is all about what you wanna bring. Mm. 
What kind of surprise you got up your sleeve? Mm-hmm. It, it really like what sounds are you bringing? How yeah. good you mix it? That's yeah, an important that's thing. The big man. thing that, that's an important thing. So you know what? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect set. What you talking about mixing, man? So how's your mix game? Like, do you use engineer your own stuff, or do yeah. you like to give it to someone else? Um, I like to engineer my own stuff. Sometimes I have to give give my um, music to other people mm-hmm. as far as you know when it comes to doing songs and things like that. But um, I like to mix my own music and a lot of times i find out that as far as quality i love the way you know i i, I take bits and pieces from different people you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and i like the way my music sounds when i mix it but i take from like say from matt or uh from Carter or whoever my boy ace who mixed the entire uh the front mixtape He's so cold as far as a mixer too. Like I've learned so much from him. I used to, he's he had me. Uh, I don't know if you. Well, I know you probably know Sonor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to Ace. That Marcus Edwards, and he cold too as a rapper and producer. Shout but out to him. He um he was the one that got me into actually mixing. Like my whole first project was mm. the Storm, back okay. in two thousand three. Um, I produced myself, and it was I rapped on. You know, I used to nice. be a, I used to be an MC once upon a time in my former life. <laughs> but you know, I, I started working on Sonar, and then when I got my own equipment, homie introduced me to Pro Tools. Okay. I've been on Pro Tools ever since. Okay, so. Uh, as of right now, as for the last couple of years, I haven't had Pro Tools, so I've been, you know, sending my stuff out to get mixed. I've been mixing my own beats in machine, okay. And I kind of like that. I, I really nice. like it, and um, I need to uh, work on machine two, like upgrade to machine two. Mm-hmm. I still, I've worked with machine two, but I'm still like so into machine one that I haven't. But you know, I have homies that got machine two that say, "Hey, you will love the mixing in machine two. So I'm going to explore that because, you know, depending on because. Man, I know you can mix in uh in, in uh, FL. Oh yeah, yeah. FL's a full blown dog. Like yeah. if, you, if you really think about it, it's a full blown dog. And see, that's how Machine Two is. So I need, I want to like get off into Machine Two and FL. I might need, I don't know if I might even need Pro Tools. I would still use it, mm-hmm. you know, for the things that it, it's good for. But I want to try my hardest before we even get to the recording of 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 you know verses or vocals or anything like that mm-hmm. to just see. All I can do as far as breaking the beat down and doing different things right, in my right, programs, right. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Have you ever thought about, uh, shout out to Sketch, man. I know he put me on game. Uh, oh, yeah. I know a long, actually a long time ago, I'm going to give a shout out to Sketch. And I'm going to give a shout out to my boy, um, my boy Byron, uh, my boy Byron, man, because he put me on to Studio One a long time yeah, ago before Sketch, yeah, before Sketch yeah, ever started yeah, talking about yeah. it. And when Sketch brought it back up, I'm like, that's dope. And from what I can see, you know, since we knew about PCs for yeah. the most part, I know I'm trying to really trying to see if I can try to learn Studio One because I've seen Studio One's like almost the PC version of Pro Tools mm-hmm. in a sense. It's it's like it's almost apples and oranges almost, man. Because I've seen Studio One yeah. work, and Studio One is beautiful, dude. Yeah. Like for real, and like see, I haven't worked out of it, mm-hmm. but my uh, first that project of uh, the front uh, that was actually recorded all in uh, Studio One right, when really? I was at a uh, working out of exclusive studios, That's what's up. and they used uh, Studio One. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a really nice program. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yo, so 
So now I know, so I just want to go back for a second, for a real quick second. So I know you say you used to rap. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we ain't gonna real pass, just real pass. <laughs> like you used to say <laughs> so real quick, man. So how long were you spitting for, man? And do you still write and stuff to this day? Like, you know, since it's mainly since you like bass main producer for the most part. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. you know, like, you were pretty much write with her and everything like that. For, well, how you how's that work for the most part? Well, um, she always trying to get me to come back out and spit a hot 16 for something. <laughs> I was just on COINTELPRO um, for, you know, for color folk. Okay. So I, I did spit on that because there was an issue that needed addressing that we both addressed on that song. Right, right, right. So, like, I'll come out and say what I got to say when it's time for me to say it. Um, we got a song called Business, Hard Asylum, and uh, us talking about the music business. And I come out and say what I got to say for that. Um, Akila J, as you can see with this T-shirt, mm -hmm. Akila J, shout out to Akila J. She just uh, dropped her album, Jador. Y'all can go get that everywhere. Shameless plug is everywhere. I know. <laughs> Please plug, plug your stuff. There's no, there's no such thing as a sandwich plug, bro. Please do you plug yeah. everything you want to, dog. Every, hey, already. But I have a song and video out with her called Relentless. Uh -huh. And um, that was a song that actually was a beat that I had made for Heart Asylum. Okay. Um, that I had wrote my verse to a while ago. Okay. And, um. I ended up meeting her through Riley B. Shout out to Riley B. Shout out to him. Hey, uh, he doing his thing. Yes, he is. And um, uh, we ended up collaborating. She heard it, and she put something so beautiful down on it to the point where I was like, man, do you want this to be your song and just featuring me? Because I had it the other way around. And then she hit me with the, the hook. Then she hit me with a verse. Then she hit the bridge. And I was like, nah, this is your song. And so it, the rest is history for that. So when it comes down to me writing, like I said, I have been writing since I was young. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have some names, man. Look, let me tell you. Uh what was the so so my first name okay. is Jeff, right? Okay. Nobody calls me that. Everybody calls me true. But when I was young, people used to call me Jazz Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Jeff. Because, you know, shout out to Fresh Shout out to the legend. Jeff. To the legend, Jazzy Jeff. DJ, hey, man, he, he's Coldest one of my... DJ out oh ever, my history. He's There's a, no one better than him. I don't man, give a fuck who you talking about. And, that's another subject, because I was about to jump into that. But, <laughs> but that's another story. Go ahead. That's go ahead, another go ahead. story. But I, So they used to call me Jazz, Jazz Jeff. So I went from that to... Uh, what was I, JG Joker? I had, oh man, I, I had so many different names, man, coming up writing. And, you know, I used to just freestyle all the time, and then I started writing, and I started, when I became uh, a teenager, going through so much, my brother, um, you know what I'm saying, he had got, got sentenced to prison uh, for a few things, so I, like, I was missing him. Certain things was different. My parents got a divorce. Mm. Just a whole lot of different things. I, you know, started seeing friends getting locked up and shot. And, um, right, right. The, you know, being out in this, when, once you started realizing that that world that you live in, um, that is all Sesame Street and Reading Rainbow, ain't the same when you get out in there. It, it ain't. It, it, it does something different to you. So you either... You know, you find yourself getting lost or you find an outlet. And writing was my outlet. So I always have that. And when Tupac came out, that was it. Everything, like how he wrote and the passion, that's how I wrote. And that's how I wanted to write. Right, right, right. So I've been doing this for so long, man, since I was a kid as far as writing. Whether it was just 
writing how I felt, writing poems, writing rhymes, whatever. So I've mm-hmm. always done that. And like I said, I used to write for other people. And it was just, uh, I would say the first time that I wrote like a whole project or an actual song for myself, um, I say I was probably about 18, 19 when I, when I decided, hey, I could actually do this for myself as a living right, you know right. what i'm saying and that's what i said i was gonna do so that i started out being a writer i mean being a rapper during that time like seriously like actually want to make a career out of it about about 18 19 years old that's you know what i'm saying so and i've been writing ever since that's what's up man so yeah yeah man i, I still do this every now and then if anybody asks me to say something you know i will i have no problem you know getting on that mic and Letting people know that I ain't lost not a step. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This man said he is still tight with that pin game. Hey, still tight with them bars. It's I'm telling nothing. You. It's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I know uh, I mentioned this uh, last show with Rick Riddles. Uh, shout out to him. Um, I know I do this, man. Do you freestyle over your own stuff just to see how it sounds? Like freestyle like someone else just to see how it sounds if you tend to want to work with someone else? I know I do that. Man, when every time I make a beat, mm-hmm. I've, I've either I freestyle on it, or I may just like um, chant patterns of okay. how I like how a different flows could be on it. Okay. Like seriously, I will sit up here, I'll make a beat, and I will like maybe you know for, uh, I may do a Migos flow on it, or I may do an East Coast flow on it, or I may do a whatever kind of flow. I'll probably do three, four, five different type of rap uh, cadences mm-hmm. to it. Just to see how it could be, like who I could hear on it, right? Who, right. how it would sound? Because, like I said, I am a, I am a rapper, I am an MC, so I know the feel of that. But then, you know, at the same time, that's well, that's how I uh, determine how or who I want to shop it to. I feel you. But sometimes that it, sometimes that like goes out the water because somebody will hear it that I wouldn't even think would be interested in. And be like, hey man, what you doing with that beat? I wouldn't even think they would want it. Mm. And they would take it and do something completely different with it. And I'd be like, oh snap, that's dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I definitely do. I definitely freestyle and and do different rap cadences on all of my tracks. <laughs> no, I feel you, brother. Do you um dabble in any other uh the outside of rap, do you dabble in any other uh genres? I know you pretty much it sound like you dabble yeah. in R and B too. So, Absolutely. So so outside of those two, do you dabble in anything else or do you kinda just stick to those genres just because that's where you just feel more kinda comfortable with? Well those genres I would say are I do the most uh frequent of because of like the talent that I'm around. Mm-hmm. But I do everything. Gospel, um jazz, uh rock uh, techno, um, whatever, you know what I'm saying? What, whatever it is. I haven't gotten into dubstep or, you know, any of uh, certain things that I want to do. I, I want to do trans. You know, I definitely want to do trans, man. Dude, you can't do it. You can, I'm telling you. Uh, hey, so it's, it's, it's uh, you know, country. Yeah, I can do country songs. Or <laughs> it's not, hey, hey. I, I can do whatever. If it's something that you need, pop. If it's something that you need, I can do it for you. You know what I'm saying? And whatever I, I can't, I can. I'll, well, I ain't gonna say anything I can't. It's just probably something that I haven't tried. You right, know what right. I'm saying? Um, I did make one reggae song. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I want to be able. You know, it's just like the market right now has me writing hip hop. That's all I'm doing is hip hop and on being sold. So, the more like I just had somebody tell me, hey, you should reach out to 
more UK artists. You know what I'm saying? I have somebody in London. I have uh, people. I, you know, we got followings in different parts of the world right, right, right. that really I could tap into if I, you know, give myself that time to tap into them. You should, man. And like, that's one thing yeah. I learned, man. You know, even with this, just this podcast and just me, you know, making beats, man. Like, I learned that a lot of DJs, DJs especially, dude. Like, yeah, I learned DJs, that. So, like, yes. a lot of DJs, they are fans. They're definitely fans of producers, especially if it's like, just just beats, just instrumentals alone. I yeah, know that stuff. Yeah. Like you know, cl- clearly they are because they love mixing right. mixing them down and doing everything they need to do right on stage if they need if they're right. performing DJ. Right. So yeah, man. So I've noticed that, man, and I noticed just with producers like me, you, and myriad of people that's here in St. Louis, man. Just like it'd be like, wow, like people <laughs> really love our sound. And, yeah, uh, man. And I'm gonna ask you this one last question, and then we'll go ahead and shut everything down, bro. All like, all right. what's your feelings on? The, same, the producer scene in St. Louis, man. Since you know we got people listening, tell them like what your own thoughts about. Since you are a producer yeah. in the scene yourself, yeah. how do you feel about the just the music, just St. Louis music scene and the producer scene in general? Well, as far as the scene, man, I love the talent that we have. I love the creativity. I love what people bring to the table, man. Everybody got their own create a vibe that they bring to it man i've met so many different producers and so many different artists Mm -hmm. that do so many different things you know what i'm saying like this is kind of like a melting pot of creativity when it comes to music and and art in general you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and i i love it i just would love to see a lot more people work you know what i'm saying more together and like me and um you know I probably probably shouldn't let this cat out the bag, but I just say say this, like, um, especially when it comes to the producers, I think producers or um, certain producers have that vibe to where, you know, man, I like what you do. You like what I do. Let's put our, you know what I'm saying, our creative juices together and make some, you know, monumental sounds or whatever. And I've talked to different uh, and worked with different producers as far as doing that, you know what I'm saying? I would like to see more of that, you know what I'm saying? I love, I I like seeing people getting together and just creating something new. Um, I do still feel like we still kind of have a a certain mentality where it's like, okay, this is my brand, my baby. I kind of want to stick with me and my family with this. But I would like to see more. Um, I, I'm think I'm seeing people do it more often, where they branch out and 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 network more mm-hmm. with different people. Right. And Fresh Produce is really uh, one of those stages where I do see a lot of that camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? Right, where right. where True on the Track and the Trifecta can get together, or me and a JBJR can get together. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? And exactly. swap ideas and. And, and all of that good stuff. And Bates, too. Don't forget, Bates is a, oh, yeah, a cold-ass producer, too. Oh, yeah, man. I remember, when she went, I remember you and her went to the final oh, round yeah, of the Big Bash. Oh, yeah, Like, and, and all the reason why she likes and, and y'all was, like, neck and neck. And yeah. all the reason, like, she lost is only because your mix was a little bit better. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, Other than yeah, that, yeah, y'all yeah. beats was, like, back and forth. I was back like, oh, wait back, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> she cold with yeah, it. Yeah, man. And she yes, tell she me is. about yes, that, too. But, yeah, I mean, I love it. I just want, man, look, a lot of people on social media, they spend their time uh, you know, speaking on what they feel is wrong, speaking on what they don't like, and right. I and I and you know that's cool. That's conversations that need to be had. Right. For me, at this point, it's so much stuff that I love. Like everybody, man, I, I, I'm listening to to Nick Man just dropped something. Chris Grind, uh, you know, what I'm saying Telf, 
uh, Bates, um, and then SZA and and Smino and so many different people dropping projects. You know what I'm saying? RT, so many people dropping pro uh, uh, projects, man. And I'm listening to like how different they sound, right, but right, how right. great they sound. And I'm looking at the growth of. Each one of these individuals, Bodine just did a live show with a band and everything. I play drums on stage with bass when we perform. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the whole incorporating the live band with hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop is a musical force to be reckoned with. Yes, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just, I'm really loving it. It feels like we are on the verge of an explosion that cannot be contained in this musical industry. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. So I'm just looking forward to that and just want to continue to add to that. You know what I'm saying? And, and participating uh, into in the culture, man. You know? So that's how I feel about it. I feel like, I feel like it's just do. It's coming. We on our way. You know what I'm saying? This man has just spoken to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, so my brother, go ahead and plug. Uh, where can people find it? He listen to your oh, music man. and go ahead and plug any like any project you got coming. I know you, st you know you got the project. Um, more stuff with like bass coming up yes, and Killer J and everything else. So go ahead and plug everything you want to, Doc. All right. So right now, um, we uh, you know you can catch me on all social media platforms at True on the Track. That's at T R U E O N T H A. T-R-A-C, True on the Track, everywhere, anywhere you can find me. Um, right now we have Akila J's Jador that just came out. Um, it, you can find that everywhere, every musical platform, um, with any streaming service, any online download music selling service, um, as well as For Color Folk, Bates, her last project, that one album of the year last year. That mug was dope. Hey. And I know you was main producer on this, so yes, my yes, brother. absolutely, you know, and that's a big thing. And also, um, we got Strange Woman that's coming out. Uh, in August. Yeah, it's gonna be sick, I already know. Man, that's gonna be ridiculous. I can't wait till it drop. Um, we got a video that's getting ready to drop this month uh, called A Date With Lisa. That mug is dope, man. So, uh, hey, these are the projects that we got coming out right now. Go grab them. They're available anywhere. Strange Woman be available in August. True on the track is the tag. Um, and I'm working on my project right now called Blue Cup Chronicles. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, you know, I'm not going to give too much of that away. I've been working on it, and I got a surprise for everyone this year. My man. And, right. hey, Blue Cup Chronicles, that's the movement right now. So, Strange Woman, Blue Cup Chronicles, J-Door, True on the Track, baby. That's what we're doing. My man, there we go. Pulse of the City. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Pulse of the City, baby. Never my forget. Man. Well, my brother, man, thank you so much for coming and sitting with me, man. Just Absolutely, chopping it up man. with me, man. I Absolutely. truly do appreciate you coming on, man. Definitely would love to hear about the history of anybody coming in, especially people I fuck with heavy, man. So, yes, one of the people I fuck with heavy for, for appreciate it, appreciate it, man. Much love, man. Must, Thank you. Most definitely, most definitely. But this has been another episode and episode nine. Keep this in mind. Episode <laughs> nine. nine. We're almost at 10. Episode yeah. nine of Fruit of the Boom. I'm holding it down. Shout out to my boy Max Wiki for letting us use the studio down Suburban Pro. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we at 3739 South Jefferson Avenue. So uh fuck with my boys Matt and Carter, man. They yeah. run this show, man. Please support them, man. So any artists and producers that need any kind of engineering work, please come support them. They are awesome at what they do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, they are. So that's been another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. You can catch me at JBJ. JR on Twitter's Facebook, Instagram. You catch the show at, at Fruit Boom Pod. Remember, we are now on as of 
almost like a couple weeks ago, we are now on iTunes, hey. Stitcher, Google Play, hey. everywhere. So catch us everywhere you can. Like turn we are up, all on up. the major stuff, man. So <laughs> go ahead and catch us on there, man. Yes, go ahead. So you pre so you pretty much gonna be one of the first few episodes that's gonna be on iTunes. For hey, you. that's what I'm talking so about. So there we go, man. So it's like Rick, I think was the first one that we had on there. So now you're gonna be the second one cool. officially. That so works. my man, I appreciate everything that you do, man. Yes, Keep sir. making them bangers. Yes, sir. I'm always gonna be looking forward to your stuff, man. And again, my brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, but that's been that. another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast with Holla Child. Peace. Peace.